Welcome, 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 boys and girls, geeks and nerds, to another all-new edition of geek to me Radio. We are joined live today by Tristan Mays from the new MacGyver on CBS. Later on, we'll be talking with Chin Han from the upcoming blockbuster hit Ghost in the Shell. We'll have Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide and more joining us, so stand by. are listening to this live we thank you for tuning in if you are hearing us in podcast form downloaded from podomatic or itunes thank you for taking the time to listen to this particular broadcast we're gonna go right to the phone lines where we are joined by none other than the incredibly talented tristan mays from the brand new macgyver series on cbs tristan thanks for taking time out of your saturday to be on air with us absolutely how's it going very well very well thank you so, uh, very impressive run on MacGyver here. You were originally slated for 13 episodes. You got another nine ordered. But everything yeah. I'm finding, I'm still, I'm not able to find information. Do you have any news if you guys have been renewed for a second season yet? We have absolutely no idea. We're, uh, we're anticipating that answer as much as you guys are. But I'm pretty sure we are. I mean, the show is doing excellent with the ratings. Yes. Um, tons of fans watch the show. We're just kind of waiting for that official word, but. Well, good luck. I'm pulling for you because I, I, I know CBS, uh, if you were on NBC, I'd say you had no chance. So hopefully CBS, that, that's going to be a, a good thing for you. And CBS, if any execs are listening, you guys owe us a second season of MacGyver because you did not give us a second season of The Crazy Ones with Sarah Michelle Gellar and Robin Williams. So CBS, we oh need a second goodness. season of MacGyver. You owe it to us, we'll the fans. <laughs> So working on a show like this, uh, what's what's one of the biggest challenges you find uh, as an actress taking on this kind of a show? Well, for me personally, the biggest challenge with this show was the computer lingo they had me saying. I mean, <laughs> I'm a computer hacker hacker in this in this show, and 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 there's words and terms and stuff that I I could not even dream of, and just having to memorize this stuff. And what's funny is um, the character Jack on the show, played by George Eves, his character he never understands what I'm saying. So when I'm explaining to him what I have to say, I always have to dumb it down in another way. <laughs> ah, right after that, and I have to know the difference between what the heck I'm talking about, and, and I have to study it beforehand, because if I don't Google this stuff, right. I won't even know what I'm saying, you know? i got to Google what the heck a rainbow table is, and what Tor is, and the black, the dark net, and all this crazy stuff, and, and see what it's about. That way I kind of know what I'm talking about, and it's easier to remember if I know what I'm saying, you know? Sure. Other than that, uh, the action of the show is, is pretty dang awesome. Um Everything else is just a blast. 
I mean, once I get my lines down, everything else is just having fun, you know? And, and I will say, having watched the show, uh, there are a lot of shows in their first season, they take a while to find their footing, even in season two. Mm-hmm. But you guys as a cast really seem like you just get along well. Was that in, like an instant chemistry with all of you? Absolutely. I mean, our, our relationship on the show is, is, is pretty much the same as it is off the show. I was I was kind of thrown into a boys club, you know, <laughs> guys who... And, and we had to kind of just immediately put our heads together and become a team without thinking about it too much and putting too much into it and just have fun and figure the stuff out. And um, it's been it's been a lot of fun. All the characters are a lot like our own personalities, so none of us are, are, are stretching too much to become something we're not, um, which is also fun. But, but the fact that we're just getting to be ourselves and mm-hmm. basically just put ourselves into kind of a, a undercover spy environment is sick. Yeah, you know, I'll bet. So this is the stuff we, we kind of dream of doing. Right. This period. And, and so to just to get to be ourselves, but also be a spy, that's, that's just, that's fun. Yeah, they had the episode a couple a couple episodes ago where, where uh, Bozer kind of dreamed of he was showing up in the car and saving you guys. So that's kind of like, uh, in and of itself, kind of what you guys are end up doing. You guys are pretending to be these spies in this fantastic Phoenix organization exactly. and it's just having a great time. Yeah, so it's it's freaking fun, man. And now we've just wrapped up our season. Justin's having a comedy show tonight at the Relapse Theater. Oh, nice. If anyone's watching, if anyone's listening, please go check out his show. It's at the Relapse Theater in Atlanta at 8 p.m. Um, so yeah, we're we're happy to be done and, and enjoying a little bit of a hiatus, and we're we're ready for season two. So I, I sure hope to get one. No kidding, I hope so too. And I think it's interesting too that I was going to be one of my questions is how much of a a tech person are you? Because uh, some of the greatest people who have played tech wizards end up knowing nothing about it. Desmond Llewellyn, who played Q in the Bond franchise, gave an interview, and he says, yeah. I know nothing about this stuff. I have to have my kids and my grandkids explain to me how to use things. So you're in good company there. Oh, absolutely. I've I've grown up playing video games my entire life. Um, I've always been good with electronics. I never like to read instructions. I like to just put stuff together. <laughs> um I love computers. I, I've never done any hacking, but I right. was hacked myself last year. No kidding. I was hacked myself by a group of young boys out in the UK. Uh. And that's when I decided to really do my research and, and figure out what the heck this world is, because there's a whole world of illegal computer hacking out there, and, and kids and older people that just do it for fun just to mess with people. You know, they hack into your iCloud, change all your passwords to all your accounts, you know, threaten you, blackmail you, and all oh. that stuff that they do just for fun and, and what's crazy it's, it's a way of life for them like they don't think it's weird they don't think it's crazy it's fun it's funny to them yeah it's kind and of so a double-edged I, sword how the world's opened up to us through the internet but we also have to be more careful because of stuff like this did was it was it a terribly absolutely. bad breach that you had were you able to wrap it up and resolve it quickly i hope i was able to wrap it up and resolve it and i was lucky because they weren't malicious they were a young group of boys they weren't they weren't anyone who was um you know, plenty anything bad. I mean, they knew exactly where I was. They could they could get to me if they wanted Ooh. to. But they were just young boys having fun and just taught me to be a little bit more careful and, and you know, to make everyone who's on the Internet who has emails and I guess you should definitely change your passwords to stuff. No one can figure out, you know. Right. Since they get in there, that's it. All your accounts and stuff has to be changed. And I, I guess I just took my time to really study what that was all about and, and how the heck they did it and to be ready for the next time something like that happens. And with this show, my character uses her, her computer hacking for good. Right. She doesn't use it to be malicious. I mean, she got in trouble for it. In the beginning of the show, you find my character in prison. 
And towards the middle of the season, we find out the only reason I did a really bad thing with my skills is because I was trying to save my mom. I was being blackmailed by a bigger group of bad people, and they basically told me if I didn't hack the NSA or some huge CIA company that they would kill my mom. So when you find my character, she's in jail, um, and the guys, MacGyver and Jack, they bail her out to help them, you know, with her skills because they need my skills. Right. Yeah, we're lucky Riley Davis is on the side of the Angels. We're lucky. (laughs) Exactly. So I do kind of hope that maybe my role will inspire some of those who use their skills for malicious reasons, realize that they can also use it for good and and maybe not be so quick to want to hack someone's, you know, privacy. That's so, right. That's right. <laughs> well, guys, let's hope so. So I know you. Uh, I know uh, your uh, your agent Jessica told me you are a gamer. What What do you play? What yeah. are you playing right now? Are you involved in any games currently? Well, you know what? Right now, I've been so busy with this dang show. I haven't had a minute. But now that I'm on hiatus, oh my gosh, the gaming is about to go down so hard. <laughs> my favorite game. My favorite game of all time is Metal Gear Solid. That whole series. Yes. Thank um, you for saying that. Of course, it's my favorite series. I'm actually going to post something soon because we shot an episode at the Fox Theater in Atlanta and the whole place looks exactly like a Bioshock setting. And I shot like a live action gameplay video all by myself based on Bioshock. I use the soundtrack and all that stuff and I'm running through this place. I'm going to post that on Instagram soon. Be looking out for that. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, Yeah. Another favorite game, uh, Drake's Fortune, of course. Sure, Uh, sure. Laura Croft's Tomb Raider has always been instilled in my soul I, I started playing that four years old and it was pixelated on the Sega saturn and i still play that because it was the <laughs> hardest version ever you know now they make games easier they, they give you an easy mode normal hard right all hard you could not win and so i still will pull out that game and play just because it challenges me so much but so, um yeah i was hoping to play a role like that soon congratulations to alicia vikander for getting that one but uh <laughs> yeah no so you would made a great you would made a great laura croft Absolutely, absolutely. So, yeah, I mean, there's a number of games. I like Portal 2. Um, see, I like Resistance, Fall of Man. I like Dead Space. You know, Alien just came out with a new game that was really scary. So, yeah, I'm, I'm definitely a gamer. Cool, and now you'll have a lot of time uh, in between Seasons 1 and hopefully Seasons 2 to uh, to get caught up on some gaming. And you have no idea how excited I am for that. <laughs> and we want to make sure all of our listeners tune in because I think we've only got three episodes left until the finale. Friday nights on CBS. Yeah. You can check your yeah. local listings for MacGyver. We're in our first season. We're hoping to get a second. And Tristan Mays, yeah. best of luck to you. We'll uh, we'll be excited to watch you in the finale. Thank you so much. It's going to be good. Uh, my character gets into a little bit of trouble. Oh, so you'll definitely want to watch and see what that's about. <laughs> All right, fantastic. We look forward to it. Tristan Mays, thank you very much for coming on air with us. Thank you so much, and thank you, everyone. I hope you guys have a good rest of the day, and I'll talk to you all soon. Take care. Thank you. There she goes, Tristan Mays from MacGyver. We are going to take our first break, and we'll have Chin Han interview coming up next, so stand by. Great hair. May the force be with you. This is Susan Eisenberg, voiceover actress, and you are listening to Geek to Me Radio. And we are back. Our thanks again to Tristan Mays from MacGyver for jumping on in that first segment. We are going to go right to our interview with 
actor Chin Han from Ghost in the Shell right now. And my next guest is an immensely talented director, producer, and actor. You've seen him in blockbuster features like The Dark Knight, Captain America Winter Soldier, Contagion, and most recently in Independence Day Resurgence. He has a new feature film coming out the end of this month, opposite Scarlett Johansson, the beloved adaptation of the anime manga hit Ghost in the Shell. We are joined now by Chin Han. Thank you very much for taking time out of your day to be on air with us. Oh, hello. Very nice to be here. So I know I read an interview with you recently, and you're a self-proclaimed cinephile. You're a huge movie buff. So let me ask you a hard question right up front. As a director and a producer, if you were given, you yourself were given an unlimited budget and access to any script, what would be your dream movie to make? Well, that is such a big question. <laughs> um, what's my dream movie to make? Uh, wow, that's 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 huge. I think at this point, in, in keeping with the you know the, the spirit of uh, anime and manga, I, I think uh, I think I'd love to see Akira on the big screen. I think that would yes. be terrific. That would be awesome. Very cool. Yeah. Good answer. I like that. <laughs> And with your uh, with your movie career and your TV work, you've made mention of the uh, you you almost make made you a better actor when you took a small hiatus, went back to directing and producing. Um, mm-hmm. What kind of insights did you gain on the other side of the camera that you don't think you had at the point when you were just doing acting? Oh, I think that it's very clear when you start producing and directing how much of a collaborative effort the process is. I think when you're acting and, you know, I mean, you're, you're, you're focusing on your role, right? I mean, and, and, you know, when you're not filming, you're backing your trailer, you know, <laughs> uh, calling a friend or, you know, watching a movie. Um, but I don't think uh, as an actor, you, you realize how many people are involved in making a film or being part of a, you know, a play or a musical. Uh, and I think that that was very it was very uh, enlightening for me. You know, I, I realized how many people were involved and, and, and how it really, you know, that you, you as an actor are really part of a much bigger vision. And so I think when I came back, you know, as an actor, I, you know, I, I was a much more uh, collaborative, I think, much more mm-hmm. uh, open to, uh, you know, open to, new input from, you know, various sources on set and, you know, in the theater. So I think it made me a better uh, performer, I think. You know, I, I think just being aware that it, it is there, there's so many moving parts and, and you're just part part of it, you know. And we see a lot of uh, nuances in your acting style in across all the different genres you've been in. And I just watched Lethal Weapon. I'm a huge fan of that show. I'm watching that right now on Fox and just caught you in an episode <laughs> of that this season. Uh, what, what draws you to a certain role when, you, when, you're, uh, when you're acting? What, what is it that draws you to a certain type of role? Well, there, there are a couple of things. I think one of the things is, you know, I, I like uh, characters that are, comp- you know, I mean, they're, they're complex or conflicted or, you know, uh, and they tend to be the, the bad, the bad ones, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, so those, those characters are interesting, but I also, you know, recently I've, I found comedy very satisfying to do, uh, as well because it, you know, it's, it's not easy. I mean, the, the, I have so much respect for the guys who do comedy well, uh, working on the spoilers before dying with Kristen Wiig and, you know, Will Ferrell and that whole bunch, uh, was was you know was such a 
good experience for me. And then moving on to um, Lethal Weapon and, and getting to kind of hang and, and just kind of riff with uh, Damon Wayans was, right. was kind of, you know, that was just like fun, you know. So uh, I, those are the characters I kind of like, but it also, you know, it also depends on what I just did. You know, sometimes like after when I did the after Marco Polo, which was such a intense, you know, incredible experience. Yes. You know, I, I wasn't, you know, I wasn't chomping at a bit to to go back and to go back to the 13th century and <laughs> <laughs> and do a movie, you know, that's based in in that that time frame or or that kind of character i wanted something more light-hearted and, and, and fun right and marco polo being an award-winning uh netflix has been doing such great work and i'm sure that is kind mm-hmm. of a nice uh break to have some comedy interaction with people like damon waynes and Kristen wig like you were saying uh and then you can kind of bounce back and forth i'm sure it would get kind of exhausting if you were doing a marco polo type production all the time yeah, yeah, you know, I mean, it, it was such a, you know, it was such a rich experience, though. I mean, and I, I, I loved every second of it. But, uh, you know, sometimes you just need to, you know, to take, to, to just go away for, for, for a second, and then, you know, then you can come back to it, you know, with much fresher kind of eyes. So, yeah, I mean, that's that's how I pick my projects. Right, that makes sense. Yeah. And then talking about Ghost in the Shell, uh, your character. In the uh, anime manga version, it's the youngest member of Section 9. Uh, you're the least augmented member, the only family man. How much, uh, how much did they stay true to the actual story, and especially in your character, or did they kind of take some liberties with it? Well, I think that, you know, every, every iteration of Ghost in the Shell, right, whether it is uh, uh, Mamoru Oshii's uh, anime movie, or whether it is um, Kenji Kamayama's uh, standalone complex or the latest Ghost in the Shell Arise series, mm. uh, they, they all use uh, Masamori Shiro's uh, uh, manga as a jumping off point. And then, you know, they, they take it wherever they want to take it with the stories. And, and that's the thing as well with this film. I mean, uh, there's a, you know, we, we, we want to stay true to the spirit of Shiro's uh, manga and also Oshi's uh, anime. Um, but we also want to find something new, new in there, you know, for, for, for fans and for newcomers coming, coming to it. So I think the, the, the thing about Togusa, which is interesting uh, and which I love and which is consistent throughout all the, all these iterations is that he is, yeah, as you said, the, the least augmented. So, uh, we, you know, we stay true to that because it, it is very important that he is that voice, that one human voice in, in this group of people in Section 9, and that he has to make decisions based on that, you know, on, on, on his lack of, uh, uh, you know, enhancement. Because, mm-hmm. for example, if they're going to have to raid, a, a, you know, a, a nest of, of terrorists, uh, he will have to operate a little differently from the others because the others are so strong and powerful, you know, like Bato or Saito or mm-hmm. Boma, or, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, he just has to move differently. He has, he, he's tactical in a different way. He has to use his smarts, you know. Uh, and uh, and I think that, that we have stayed true to, um, the you know, to all the iterations of the manga. And, of course, um, uh, the the mullet, you know, the mullet. We have kept, <laughs> and we will keep, uh, and we will rock it uh, for as long as we can. Uh, and the Mateba revolver, which is, which is uh, his signature yes. weapon. Yes, uh, and I think he gets 
is get used. It gets used quite a bit in the movie. So a, a movie like this, again, uh, just just watching the trailers that I've seen so far, it's it's absolutely gorgeous. It's visually stunning. It, I get to me kind of a vibe, a little bit of Inception, a little bit of Blade Runner, a little bit of The Matrix. Uh, what did you kind of get when you when you saw the script and you went into it? What kind of a feel or a sense did you get? Uh, I it's it's actually you know the thing about the, the movie is that uh, obviously it came from a time of cyberpunk uh, in the eighties, mm-hmm. but at this point in time we are almost you know we are almost post cyberpunk. Sure. Yeah. 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 You know. So I think the the design is very interesting because it is a is a is a melding of all of that. I mean, it keeps. A lot of the the mood and and the spirit of the design of the original, um, but at the same time, you know, it's like it's it's like nothing you've ever seen before. Like even in the trailer, as you can see, it's not just billboards anymore. It's actual giant holograms right. moving. Yes, and, <laughs> you, know, uh, you know, in the cityscape. I saw it on IMAX yesterday at this fan event over at Universal City Walk. And uh, haven't seen all the production design and haven't worked on the movie myself. You know, I mean, I was blown away by it because, I mean, when you actually see it, you know, it's such an immersive experience, you know, that, that uh, and, and nothing like that I've ever seen before. And, and that's saying a lot because I'm a cinephile, right. too, you know. <laughs> so so uh, I think, you know, the production designer, Yan Rolfs, and, you know, and, and Jess Hall, who's the cinematographer, and obviously... Rupert, who's who's quite, you know, he's he's such a, you know, visionary director. Um, he's able to kind of put a spin on even something that you would think is quite a normal scene, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. uh, that somehow you walk on set and suddenly it's like, what 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 is this? <laughs> uh, I've never I've never you know been in anything like this before, you know. So that's that's a lot of fun to to do. And was what was the biggest challenge that you faced in filming this uh, this movie? Uh, I think ultimately uh, the physical conditioning. I mean, I'm quite fit, and you know, as you've seen Marco Polo, I mean, I actually do martial arts as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but there was stuff that we needed to do, you know, in terms of uh, bonding as a team and in Section Nine. So we needed to do the physical conditioning uh, on the one hand, and then the military training on the other. So we were learning how to strip, reload, uh, you know, all our uh, special weapons and how to move. And I think uh, that that was very interesting. That was very grueling as well because we never stopped training. I mean, the minute I landed in New Zealand, we were training. And uh, I trained to the point I left New Zealand, basically, uh, Hmm. because whenever we weren't shooting, we were training. And we became such a tight unit at the end of the day that we were pretty much doing everything together uh you know we go to meals together we go to the ballet together we we just had so much (laughs) of each other you know by the end of the shoot it's not even funny that's that's all and i'm hoping that uh your character doesn't die off because he's obviously in other iterations i'm hoping you'll come back i'm assuming they're gonna have to do a sequel because a blockbuster movie like this uh i can see it spinning off into a franchise where we get two three four five live action ghost in the shell movies You'd, you'd be up for doing more yes uh, no, absolutely. I mean, to be part of this uh, world, I think, uh, that is so relevant today, you know, because of how interconnected we are these days and how reliant we are on cyber technology. And it's, we're, we're only going to become, we're heading in that direction. I mean, we're only going to become more more integrated, you know, I mm-hmm. mean, uh, with, with our devices. 
And that will raise a lot of questions, you know. That will raise questions as to, you know, how we relate to them, how we use them, whether they're going to be, you know, we're going to be augmented by it or whether we're going to be, uh, you know, whether we're going to be even more vulnerable, you know, to things like cyber hacking in the future. These are all questions that will, won't, won't go away. I mean, they're going to stay, and for as long as they stay, you know, I think uh, the world of Ghost in the Shell will, will remain relevant and there will be more more stories to look at and more stories to tell i agree yeah and absolutely and i we're looking forward to seeing you and more and uh you know we'd love to see your character back on, on lethal weapon if they get picked up for a second season because the interplay again between you and damon wayne was fantastic uh you're always so good <laughs> in everything we see you in so i'm hoping to see much much more of you and we want to remind all of our listeners ghost in the shell in theaters on friday march 31st you can get your tickets now chin han i greatly appreciate your time thanks so much for being part of the show today Thank you so much for having me. Absolutely. Have a great day. That was Chin Han, actor from Ghost in the Shell. That'll hit theaters on March 31st, coming up very quickly. Make sure to tune in. And if you would like to win a Blu-ray prize pack of Ghost in the Shell, the 25th anniversary edition on Blu-ray, as well as Ghost in the Shell 2 Innocence, call right now, 855-770-1260. I'm looking for the name of his character in Ghost in the Shell, the name of the character Chin Han plays in Ghost in the Shell, Joey V will take your calls, so call in now, 855-770-1260, and we'll mail those out to you. We are going to go to break. We'll be right back after this. Stand by. This is Chin Han from Ghost in the Shell, and you're listening to Geek to Me Radio. We are back on Geek to Me Radio. A couple of bits of quick housekeeping I want to do. First of all, thank you to Joey V, because he always puts these liners together for me. And I just say, you know, I, I get the guy to record it, Chin Han, or uh, be it uh, Meredith, uh, uh, Susan, uh, Susan Eisenberg, or whoever. And I say, can you probably put it in this music? And Joey does a fantastic job of picking the music that I tell him. And he puts the liner over it. So this show wouldn't be half what it is without Joey V on the other side of the glass for me. So, Joey, thank you very much. Oh, thank you. Not at all. Not at all. And I want to make sure we mentioned that you need to visit the website of our fine sponsors at HistoricStCharles.com. Historic St. Charles is really just a fantastic place to visit. No matter what time of year it is, no matter what your situation is, you go out there. It is literally one of the largest shopping uh, historical districts in the country. Uh, it takes up the entire block of South Maine. There are historical things to do. If you're, if you're a history buff, you want to go out there and check out part of the, the Katy Trail, uh, the Lewis and Clark stuff they have out there in the in the Frontier Park, the old historic buildings they have. You can read the placards on the different landmarks they've got if you like to shop. Well, they've got plenty of places out there you can hit up to go shopping, uh, come string along with me is one of the little shops out there. Uh, t- tons of little unique places you won't find anywhere else. And you like unique dining experiences. Well, you can hit up Magpies. You can hit up the uh, Riverfront uh, Diner right there. By the, you get, there's Trailhead. You can sit in the old paddle wheel. It used to be an old grist mill right there in the corner of uh, for, uh, Main Street, and why can't they get the cross street? Anyway, you'll, you can't just ask someone for trailhead. They'll point you in the right direction. But there's always a lot of stuff to see and do out there. And, of course, I always say make sure to hit up the English shop. Get your jammy dodgers and jelly babies. You can go on their website, historicstcharles.com. 
plan your entire visit, see all the things there are to do out there, check the meetings and events tabs. You can contact them if you have any specific questions. There's a little contact us link. And it's just one of the greatest places to go. With the weather getting nicer, all sorts of places you can sit outside and eat. You can get some ice cream at Riverside Suites or Little O's to get a gooey butter milkshake. Check them out, historicstcharles.com. I also want to mention StealthCon 2017 coming up. You want to check that out as well. They're going to have a fantastic array of guests. Crystal Lowe, Phil Lamar, Mindy Sterling, among others, actors from voiceover projects, from movies, from TV shows. They're going to have some Power Rangers there. They've got uh, some of the Power Rangers from one of the earlier movies. And, of course, that's going to be a huge blockbuster coming out. So go out and check them out. You can go to their website, thestealthcon.com, thestealthcon.com. Check that out. You can get tickets online. It is at the UCM Elliott Student Union in Warrensburg, Missouri. That's coming up next weekend, March 25th and 26th. So make sure to check them out. Very proud to help them sponsor their con. And we're very proud uh, to have Historic St. Charles as one of our sponsors. And we're very proud to have our next guest on the phone. He's with us just about every week. Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide talking about all things this week in geek. Casey, how are you? Good. What's going on, James? How are you doing? I'm doing well. I'm doing well. What have you got for us uh, this week? Oh, lots of news at Warner Brothers this week. Uh, so the first thing I'm going to talk about, I just think it's, it's crazy. Uh, looks like Warner Brothers is going to uh, reboot The Matrix. That does not excite me. Um, <laughs> They've tapped the guys that wrote the uh, the Avengers films. Um, so uh, yeah, they're they're planning on. His, I believe his name is Zach Penn, and yeah, he's been tapped to kind of reboot the Matrix franchise uh, for Warner Brothers. And I and I think this comes off the back that they're just not confident in the DCEU, um, and they ran out of uh, Harry Potter films, so they just need another <laughs> chance to the uh, that's that's kind of where I'm going with this uh, the Matrix thing. What do you what are your thoughts on that? I was not excited. That's kind of a I don't know. I think I'm I'm already upset at Hollywood for doing all these reboots and remakes and reimaginings and come up with some original ideas for crying out loud. The the movie take the movie Get Out on a four million dollar budget. I think they made what like uh, opening weekend they nearly made five times their opening their, their entire budget an original film with an original concept that's what i want to see more hollywood doing movies like get out uh i don't need a reboot of the matrix especially which has a fantastic trilogy again on blu-ray with all the special effects and behind the scenes stuff i'm not excited yeah i think jordan peele is a is an up-and-coming superstar and i think she's not hard with that one i don't think you do Oh, did we lose you? You still there? Casey? Oh, we may have lost Casey. We're going to plug him on hold. We're going to try to uh, get him back. But yeah, the, the movies that are coming out, um, it just seems like there's so many reboots and remakes. And yeah, like Casey said, they need something because the DC universe is kind of floundering a little bit, uh, which doesn't fill me with any great sense of uh, excitement either. They've pushed back the release date for Aquaman now. They really revealed that Batman's getting a page one rewrite. So that's not helpful. Uh, their DC Universe, they need to find their footing and quick. Wonder Woman comes out in a couple of months. I'm hoping, I'm really hoping that it's good because I want the DC movies to be good. As you've heard me say before, if you're listening to this, um, hopefully they can reboot and reestablish and get on some solid footing. Aquaman's gr- some great potential. I'm, I'm looking forward to what they could possibly do, especially now they've got their uh, writer-director locked in. 
uh, I just, I'm worried. I'm worried about the state of their movies. Uh, while, while we're trying to get Casey back, I want to take this time also to mention the Nerd Out app. If you're on your smartphone, your mobile phone, your, uh, your iPad, you can go and under the App Store and you can check it out. Nerd Out app. It's a fantastic app. If you're looking for something to do in your city, you can scroll down. You create your profile, scroll down to your city. You can find out if there's any conventions going on, like StealthCon, uh, which is in the area. You can check out if there's any other events going on. You can create a profile. You can catch up on news and updates. It'll give you all that kind of stuff that you want to see in one handy little app right there on your phone. So check that out. You can download it for free. Nerd Out app. And we highly recommend you do so. I've got it on my phone. You should have it on yours. We're going to take another break while we endeavor to get Casey Walsh back with a little bit of cell phone trouble there. Stay tuned. We'll be back with more on Geek to Me Radio. Hello. My name is Sylvester McCoy. I want you to listen to Geek to Me Radio. Otherwise, if you don't, I'll cry. We are back. I want to remind you our next upcoming shows next week on the 25th, we'll be joined live on air by Gene Simmons, frontman of Kiss. We'll also have Kyber Light Sabres on the phone talking about their unique and very durable cosplay lightsabers they have, which look fantastic. You can check them out on Facebook. They'll be joining us. I have press credentials for fan expo dallas so we're going to pre-record a show phil lamar had to reschedule his interview so phil lamar will be joining us that saturday on the 31st and we'll also have pat evans from beat of the bat we'll tell you more about that coming up too right now we're gonna go back we have him back on the phone we got casey walsh back on casey how are uh can you hear me okay yeah i, I can't sorry about that man cell phones are so unpredictable no that's perfectly that happens that's uh the double-edged sword of technology sometimes we uh you work to our advantage sometimes it works against us yeah, so before we, we bounce off, you had mentioned that, uh, the trouble at DC and WB, and yeah, it looks like the, the Batman is going back to a page, page one rewrite, and I think we kind of all expected that, considering uh, Matt Reeves is a very hands-on director, and I don't think he was going to go into that movie, someone else's script, but the right. bad news about that, you're probably going to not get Deathstroke in, in, in his rewrite, I, I could probably assume. That's very disappointing, because the, 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 the stills and images that we got early on look fantastic, and I was very excited about them using kind of an offbeat villain for Batman to face. Yeah, I mean, there's a silver lining, too, because I, honestly, we haven't heard anything about the Flash or Cyborg movies moving forward, and I'm really hoping they just kind of combine those two films into a Teen Titans movie, and that's where Deathstroke will show up. That would be awesome, yeah, that, if they can play it that way, but... The, the the WB and uh, their movies don't seem to be doing what the common sense would tell them to do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, which is unfortunate. Yeah, and like I said, in other news, and I know there's not a lot of people that are fans of this guy, but it looks like David Goyer could be directing, not only writing, but directing the Green Lantern Corpse movie. And unfortunately, David Goyer uh, has, has ups and downs. He was a part of the Dark Knight uh, Return, or not, uh, Dark Knight, um, writing team, but he also had directed Blade Trinity and a couple of other movies that just did not hit sit well with fans. So, yeah, they just make bad decisions over there, and I, I'm really hoping that this Wonder Woman thing will, will turn them around. I'm hoping, because I, I want them to be good. I really do. So we'll see going forward how that is. But you mentioned uh, uh, you said something else about Green Arrow, I thought. 
Oh, yeah. So uh, Injustice 2 is coming out uh, in, in May, mm-hmm. and they're dropping trailers and character reveals left and right. And, and a lot of the people know that, that played Injustice, the Green, Green Arrow, Oliver Queen, actually died at the end of, uh, of, the, of the Injustice game. So uh, when we saw Green Arrow show up in this new Injustice uh, trailer or, or game, that we kind of were all wondering, well, wh- who is this guy and where is he coming from? And we found out now that it is an alternate universe uh, Green or Oliver Queen who is accompanied by his, uh, his wife, Black Canary. So we're getting a whole new kind of take on the character in Injustice 2. That's exciting because I like Green Arrow and Black Canary. And right now, DC Comics Rebirth Green Arrow is one of my top five books that I get every week or every month, I should say, to uh, to read. So I'm excited for that. Yeah, I was so disappointed when the show kind of killed off Laurel Lance and kind of just destroyed that whole relationship. Um, so I'm really happy to see that the comic books and now the video game world are kind of the ones making it as a whole. It's, it's really exciting because that's one of my favorite power couples in comics. They're just, they're just so well together and they work off, they play off so well together and they're just so fun to watch. And it's always good to have like this cool family dynamic with, with, with your superheroes once in a while. I agree. Yeah, that should be good. And I'm, I think the game itself, everything I see, I've, I've not seen one little thing from Injustice 2 yet that made me go, oh, really? So I'm kind of hoping that this is uh, just as good as the first one, which I loved. I still play. Yeah, I'm, I'm anxiously awaiting my review copy, and it should be here within the next uh, month and a half. And I just can't. I'm just hot off the heels. I just love that game, and it's just something I just cannot wait to dive into. Absolutely. You're, you're not alone for sure. <laughs> so some other news. Uh, let's get off the DC screen for a little bit. It looks like uh, Sony is pushing forward with their Venom solo movie, and we've gotten the release date of October 5th, 2018. Well, we'll Which see act- how that goes. <laughs> yeah. What's funny is it's actually going to replace Aquaman, which has now gotten pushed back to December of 2018, meaning that there's going to be an almost full year time where uh, DC doesn't put out a movie, which, again, is really hurt. It's going to hurt the momentum, I think, overall. Yeah, what little momentum they had, that's, that's definitely going to be detrimental. And uh, I mean, it's interesting that Sony is going ahead with the Spider-Man deal. I guess they feel confident in their partnership with Marvel that the Spider-Man Homecoming will be enough to catapult a venom solo movie because their last couple attempts were kind of rocky and have been thrown off so we'll see how that goes for sony but i wish them luck again the the more superhero movies there are out there the better for all of us fans and geeks and nerds uh we're gonna take another quick break casey do you mind hanging on with us for another segment absolutely we'll be right back with more here on geek to me radio stand by Spider can spins a web, any size, catches seeds, just like flies. Look out, here comes the Spider-Man. Hello, nurses. This is Wacko of the Animaniacs, and you're listening to geek to me Radio. And do you know why? Because you know what's fabu. And we are back. I want to say a quick congratulations to Brian R. of Evanston, Illinois. He called in with the correct answer to the Chin Han interview question. He knew what the character's name was. And so I'll be sending Brian that set of Ghost in the Shell Blu-rays. So congratulations to him and thanks for listening. We are back with Casey Walsh from the Geeks Worldwide here in our last segment. I want to give a quick shout out very quickly Uh my friends just opened a brewery and arcade in St. Charles. Their opening day is today, 2236 First Capital Drive in St. Charles. Two Plumbers Brewery and Arcade. They've got some uh, beer specials right now out there, and they've got a bunch of pinball games lined up, some arcades. So be sure to give them a like on Facebook, Twitter, at 
two plumbers and uh, check them out. Make sure to head out there and tell them Geek to Me Radio sent you. Casey, wrapping up the segment, what else have we got here uh, this week in Geek? So James Gunn was on the Adam Carolla show this week, and he dropped kind of a big bombshell that I think a lot of people missed. It looks like uh, Sylvester Stallone and Michael Rosenbaum are going to have major uh, roles uh, in the MCU, starting with Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Now, a lot of people are predicting that there'll be uh, Stan Alexander and um, uh, Richard Ryder, um, but I actually think that they'll be, they'll be playing Starhawk and Vance Astro. Ooh, that would be cool. And I, yeah, I think that fits a little bit more with the, with the mythos that they're trying to go with that film. And, and I think that the Nova Corp aspect is cool, but it, it, he was very specific in saying that they ha- their roles are major, no one knows who they are yet, and they work closely together. So that tells me that they're going to be kind of uh, either father and son, or, I mean, sorry, in, in the Nova Corps together, or, uh, or they are going to be like the Guardians of the Future, which I think Michael Rosenbaum looks, would kill as Vance Astro. I mean, he looks yeah. like him. Yeah, that's and that's that that's the Guardians of the Galaxy I remember reading when I was picking up the books in the '90s was the uh, the you know the future Guardians. And and it makes sense going into Infinity War to have these guys from the future show up and say, "Hey, listen, there's a bigger threat out there. So take care of this business. We have something else." Right, and yeah, I, I, that that's gonna be exciting because I, I, that's a huge one on everyone's list. Everyone uh, went crazy when the previews for Guardians of the Galaxy two came on during Rogue One, so it's obviously highly anticipated by a lot of people. Oh, yeah, it's the highest-tested film Marvel has ever debuted with a test audience. And I think it's going to be I think it's going to be a billion-dollar movie, for sure. Let's hope so, because, I mean, that, and again, that just shows the difference. I'm not sure why they're at uh, DC, because they've got such great characters, they need to find their footing, because they should be on this same level as Marvel's playing field with their movies. Uh, yeah, I think DC's probably the problem is they're more focused on uh, making money than making good stories. And I just think that's, that's what their focus is on. And while Marvel has always been about making good stories first, and then the money will come later. So hopefully DC will just start swallowing their ego a bit and then following the Marvel train. Let's hope so. I know that Chris Evans said he is probably going to be done with Captain America after Infinity War going forward. So I'm 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 really hoping we see Anthony Mackie take over the roles of Captain America, and we have our Captain America Falcon going forward. I'm excited about that. Casey, where can people find you online? You can go to thegww.com, and that's where we talk about all the, it's, you can find all the stories we talk about here. You can also find us at the underscore GWW. On Twitter, thank you very much. Casey, once again, uh, it's a pleasure to have you on. Thanks so much for joining us. Thank you, and if you're going to WonderCon, come find me. We'll be there all weekend. Fantastic. WonderCon this weekend, too. That's right. Coming up. So we will be back next week with our guest Gene Simmons from KISS. Make sure to tune in, and as always, subscribe to us on iTunes and Podomatic for the downloads of this show after the fact. Thanks again. Thank you, St. Louis. Good night.